Hello friends, thanks for tuning in. Glad you could join us. So we're coming at you today from just outside Washington, D.C. And I'm really excited to be here because I have a really special guest today. She is a very dear friend of mine. We met a few months ago in London. So I'd like to introduce my special guest. Her name is Omotola Thomas. And Omotola, I'm so glad to see you again. I'm very happy to be here, Carl. Thank you. I'm, I'm, she came to the United States uh, here this summer, and it's a perfect opportunity for us to get together and talk and share some of her story because Omotola has Parkinson's disease. So she's going to share with you in this interview and in this talk about what she's doing and it's very uh, to me like you are a big inspiration to me you know you are doing so many things to fight back and set a great example um, people follow you, you have a very large following and it's growing and I'm so glad because you have so much to say and you're a great voice um, with how you're approaching this your attitude it's just awesome thank you so I would like to ask you a few questions sure all right You've been, uh, it was six years ago? Uh, yes. And right now, this is 2017 in the summer, just for the sake of uh, knowing when this, <laughs> this occurred, because if you watch this 10 years from now, it would be different. But we're here in uh, July of 2017. Correct. So about six years ago is, uh, well, I'll let you tell your story here. So what's the history? Sometime in August 2011, I believe, um, I noticed a little slight twitch in the forefinger on my right hand. Okay. I assumed it was due to some stress that I was experiencing at the time, and I didn't pay much attention to it. Uh, over the course of a year, the twitch jumped from one finger on my right hand to the other fingers, and then it jumped to the other fingers on my left hand. At that point, I figured out that this wasn't just stress-related and it was probably something more serious. So I went to see a neurologist. I was living in Maryland, here in the United States at the time. And I was evaluated and I was diagnosed with essential traumas. And basically, the doctors told me that it wasn't anything I needed to worry about. There was a family history of essential traumas, so Basically, it would go away. It did not go away. Time went by, and I started experiencing other symptoms. I I would feel muscle weakness in my arms. I would wake up. I wouldn't be able to squeeze things or grip things properly. I started experiencing weird vibrations in my thigh. Mm. So I went back to the neurologist and they did more tests. They did, I did all sorts of tests. I did EMGs, I did MRIs, I did brain scans, I did blood tests, I did, I did a host of tests and nobody was able to figure out what was wrong with me. Uh, until about five years later, I came to see a specialist in London, England by the name of Kailash Bhatia. And, um, when he saw me, he said to me, he thought I had Parkinson's, but because of my age, I'm 36 years old at this current time. Uh, because of my age, he wanted to, to be certain, so he asked me to go do a DAT scan, a DAT scan, oh, okay. just to verify the diagnosis. And um, 
I did the DAT scan and it was clear that there were some dopamine production issues in my brain and I got diagnosed in June 17th, 2016. So just over a year ago then? Just, just a little bit over a year ago. Okay. Interesting. Now, um, so we take a little, this is going to organically flow. This is what my interviews do. But that's what it's all about is to get, you know, to learn more. So let's talk about that now. So you had the symptoms for five years right. and you didn't know what it was. No. So now you go to this, uh, you moved to London in the meantime. You're, you were in Maryland, but you, you, were, you moved to England. I was in Maryland and then I moved to South Africa in 2013. I was there for four years. Okay. Oh, sorry, three years. And then we moved to England in 2016. So I've been in England for about a year now. Okay, and so you meet the neurologist um, in England, and they do a dead scan. So, do you mind sharing? Because actually, I've never spoken with anybody on camera about what what experience that like what that experience is like. So, what was it like for you to go through the dead scan? It wasn't an unusual experience. I had done multiple MRIs over the past five years mm -hmm. while trying to figure out what was going on with me. So. The only difference I would say is that you are injected with a radioactive substance right. uh, three to four hours before the, the DAT scan. So that's the only difference. You know, they inject you with the radioactive substance and then you wait for a few hours. Then you just go into the scanning machine. And is that like an MRI again? It's pretty similar to an MRI and you have to stay still and okay. all that stuff. So it's pretty similar to an MRI. Right, so I've actually seen some of the test results for people with uh, uh, who's gone through the DAT scan, and it's pretty interesting how how the brain lights up or, or maybe it doesn't light up. And, right. Um, so interesting. Okay, so then now you get the diagnosis, though, right? Right. Well, if you don't mind me asking, I'd like to just ask, um, what were you thinking? What was your initial reaction to be? to that diagnosis? So it was very weird. I think because I had had five years to contemplate having Parkinson's, mm -hmm. it was not a huge shock to me. I know people that have gone from noticing their first symptoms to diagnosis in a four month span. Mine took five years and many of my symptoms were synonymous with what a Parkinson's disease diagnosis would the person with PD would experience that you know I had the tremors I started experiencing stiffness and rigidity uh, loss of um, fine motor skills um, reduced sense of smell so at some point even before I got diagnosed I suspected that I had Parkinson's disease so it did not come as a huge shock to me but I remember I remember leaving the neurologist's office that day, it was a Friday afternoon, and I was driving back, I wasn't driving, I was in, a, in an Uber, I was sitting in the car, and I wasn't sad, nor was I happy. I wasn't calm, but I wasn't anxious either. I was just, I can't explain precisely the state that I was in, but at that point, I knew without a doubt that I was not going to let the disease get the best of me. I made a decision, I think even before I got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, 
if indeed I did get diagnosed, it was not going to be. Um, I'll just chime in about that. I really love that because uh, actually I stole a line from you that now I use in all my workshops. And the line was, I don't know if it's verbatim, but it's, um, I have Parkinson's. Um, does not have me. It does not, yeah, it does not have me and it doesn't define me. Right. And, I mean, I think that's really powerful. That's a very powerful message. You have Parkinson's, which doesn't define who you are whatsoever. And so your fighting spirit just seems like it immediately kicked in. I think, I think when you get a diagnosis like that, I'm, like I mentioned earlier, I'm 36 years old. I'm a young black female. It's not the norm. No. To be diagnosed with Parkinson's. One of my doctors actually said that all the odds were against me having Parkinson's. My race, my sex, my age. Exactly. Statistically, you're, you're in probably the lowest. I mean, I don't know exactly, um, but you're in the very, probably the lowest uh, probability of having it. Exactly. Right. And so when you do get a diagnosis like that, I, I feel like you have one of two options. You either sink into depression and worry and anxiety and fear, or you just say, this is what I have to deal with. and. I'm going to do my very best to fight it, or I'm going to die trying. And that's where I am. I fight for that because, to me, I mean, that's we know each other pretty well. We've, we've become good friends. Yep. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking. We have, uh, thank goodness for WhatsApp, right? <laughs> Internet, free international phone calls. But we talk on a regular basis, so we've really, I've gotten to know her pretty well, and that, that spirit just comes through, you know, and that's, a, that's a huge inspiration. Um, I'm going to move forward. You got your diagnosis. We talked about your reaction. Right. Is there any more you want to share about your reaction? Um, and you don't have to. I just make. I just want to make sure you have the opportunity to share if there is anything more. You've, you've said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is very inspiring. No, I just, you know, I just want to reiterate that Oh, this, so, let me, I didn't ask this, we didn't discuss this ahead of time. How about your family? What's their reaction? Okay, so my immediate family, my husband, he's a very practical person. And um, he obviously is, has always been supportive of me. He, he basically just said, you know, this is what we have to deal with. Let's just figure out the best options for you. Do you have to take medication? Are there alternative therapies that you can you can look into? Um, but he, I think the biggest thing is he didn't and still does not allow me to throw pizza parties for myself. And I f used to find this very frustrating. <laughs> No but pretty parties. No, he doesn't allow me to, he does not give me the opportunity to do that. And I appreciate that about him. Mm -hmm. um, my parents were not as receptive of the diagnosis, and understandably so. Um, but over time, and with the outreach that I'm doing, 
everything is falling into place per se. Well, uh, let's, let's move on. I have another question here because I know that you're a fighter and you're doing a lot of things to fight back against Parkinson's. So can you give us an idea of um, some of the things you're doing, let's say whether it's your mental attitude, uh, your emotional state, or physical things you're doing to manage disease symptoms, fighting back. So when I got diagnosed, um, Dr. Bhatia gave me three options in terms of medication. Um, and he actually gave me four options. And the fourth option was to do nothing. Um, he said if I did not mind the aesthetic inconvenience of the tremors like I'm shaking right now, I didn't have to do anything if I was comfortable enough that I could manage it. I know a number of people that um, do take medication and I respect their right to do so. Um, but I also know that many of them struggle with the side effects of the medication. And since the medication only manages the symptoms, it doesn't particularly cure it, or to my knowledge, I don't know if you might correct me if I'm wrong, slow down the progression of the disease. I know there are different schools of thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. I personally have chosen not to take any medication at this point in time. Um, sometime along the road, I may decide to to, to take some medication, but right now it's just something that personally I decided I don't want to do. So, in lieu of that, I try to work out a lot. I do a lot of exercise. Mm -hmm. um, I am trying hard to clean up my diet. Every day I get better. I'm not going to say that my diet is perfect. Um, I am going to start physical therapy very soon mm -hmm. to help alleviate some of the stiffness and rigidity that I'm experiencing. Um, so those are the things that I'm doing in lieu of medication right now. I know other things she's doing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask if you don't <laughs> mind. Um, for example, myofascial release. Right. Foam roller, right? Yes, you, you. Do you mind me talking about this? Because no, you you introduced me to that at the regeneration training in London mm -hmm. a couple months ago. Yeah, back in uh, March 2017, I was at Parkour uh, Parkour Generations Chain Store Chain Store Gym in um, London. And right, so that was that your first introduction to foam rolling? That was my Mild first release. That, yes, it was. I do remember though, and I have pictures and videos <laughs> of this of your reaction to it. Yes. And I had trouble getting her off the foam roller. It was great. Like we, we kind of had to move on it with the class, but I stalled because you know I, I'm not going to take that away from her. It it's was like instantaneous. The release from the tr the rigidity and the yeah. stiffness, um, and I, I I use my foam roller quite regularly at home now by myself. And I remember you sent me a picture of the roller you got. That's a really good one too. Yes. It's, yeah. it's a very nice roller. Um, so you're finding the foam rolling, the myofascial release to be beneficial. I am. And yes. It improves. Like, does that ease up on the rigidity for you? It does, and the stiffness. Is there? Because um, I mean, everyone has their own uh, like stiffness in different places of the body. Um, we know that a lot of times. This is just a generalization, like in Parkinson's, a lot of times it's a little bit more bent forward posture. Everything's a little bit more guarded and flexed. 
Right. Are you finding any uh, benefit in any particular areas of the body more than others? Like, are there, what are your go-to areas, if you um, don't mind me asking? It's particularly my shoulders mm -hmm. and my neck and my upper back. Okay. So I kind of like put it at the back, sometimes on the wall. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> awesome, man. She remembers everything. That's great. That's I mean, actually, really, that's really, really good. It really does help. It, it, yeah. it gives me, relieves me, it relieves a lot of tension for me. Oh, that's really good. Now, you have a great, uh, uh, we're going to get to another thing here in a minute about parking stands, right? Sure. We'll introduce that soon, but, because you have an Instagram page for that. But you have your own personal Instagram page and Facebook, of course. I mean, you're posting some really cool pictures and videos. And I know there's some uh, videos you're doing. Is it handstands? Headstands? Yes. And push-ups. So she's not just doing my first release. Um, you, I know you're running. Yes, I we do. We talked about that. I know you're doing strength. And I, and I started running after the... London Regeneration Training, where you taught us about... Uh, and, and why would that be? Because <laughs> you taught us about BDNF. Yes. And how the brain releases... Another it. high five? <laughs> she took it and she ran, literally ran with literally. it. Literally. Literally okay. ran with it. It's a growth hormone, right? Is that what it is? Uh, the best I can explain it is BDNF. Uh, which is short for brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It's a hormone, it's a protein that is produced. Um, we know that it's definitely produced by intense uh, focused exercise. So we know for sure that uh, cardio is might, well, I can't, I'm gonna say I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but according to all the resources that I have and with the neurologists that I talk to, cardio is the best way to get that thing going. Right. And, and what would our time frame be? 20 minutes at minimum. Yes. <laughs> 30 minutes if you can push it. Yeah. More is better. I love it. It's like she could be out there teaching my workshops. <laughs> I love it. I um, will be there in September for the London. I, I'm really looking forward two. to that too. Because we'll talk more about that and a lot of other things. But So yes, um, I, I don't want to talk too much about that stuff here in our interview. But just, uh, just to say that if you have questions on that, you can go to physiochains.com and click the YouTube link and then find out a lot of stuff there. You can also Google BDNF and find out various things that will get that. Uh, your, your brain creates it. Yeah, And, you know, like the book Spark, uh, written by John Rady, R-A-T-E-Y, is a great book because it really breaks down in a very simplistic form. Um, what makes beating enough and what the advantages are so we know that exercise will do that especially cardio and other things will too but we'll just stick with let's say cardio we know that as, as your brain creates that as a result of an elevated heart rate that it helps to circulate through the brain um, and likely slows the progression of dying brain cells and it may even help to give birth to new brain cells and there are a lot of other advantages too those are just a couple of them what i really like about this though is that you're doing this, and you were. T what were you telling me a while ago? That when you're, in, when, I'm when you want to stop at twenty, every but every time I, I run, I want to stop at twenty. But then I remember that you said, the the longer we do it for, the more beneficial it is. So I always try to push myself to run for at least thirty minutes every time I run. And I, 
just even further solidifies uh, where you're coming from and your attitude and your approach and your fight against this, which is, is uh, very inspiring. Thank you. So you're literally taking it and running with it because you're running. Yes, which I love. So we know you're doing some strength. Yes. You're doing cardio, myofascial release. Um, as far as workout type of stuff, Anything more in that area you want to share about? I don't do anything specific. I just, you know, as long as I get outside or get on the mat or get on the treadmill, um, I'm fine. You know, some days it's yoga, some days it's running, some days I just want to lift weights. Um, as long as I'm exercising my body, then I'm fine. I love it. I just love your approach. So now you've taken it to another level though, and it's not just you're working out. It's you, you are a powerhouse. You are a, you are a <laughs> I don't voice. Know if I would call my, well, oh, I'm trying to be. A lot of people know about you, and um, yeah, we actually talk about you in our workshops. There are people who come to our workshops who who are following you. This is the first time you're saying that to me. Well, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> and there's certain people, and you're one of those people who we just refer to you as a powerhouse. And so let's talk about what you launched last month, which is just more of the powerhouse in Omotola here coming out as a voice for Parkinson's taking a stand against it. And what, if you don't mind sharing about this, I think it's the coolest thing ever. Thank you. So I mentioned earlier that the day I got diagnosed, I knew that I was not going to let this disease get the best of me. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that I had to do something to keep my mind active and stable and keep me in a good place. Um, about a month later, about a month after my diagnosis, I was trying to do a headstand and I was thinking about Parkinson's disease at the same time and I thought to myself, hmm, Parkinson's headstand. And somehow I made a connection and the name Parkinson just came to my mind. So Parkinson has actually been, I actually had the name for about a year. I just was not ready to launch it. Uh, for those who may not be aware, a Parkinson is any mover action that is performed in defiance of the limitations that are imposed upon a person by a debilitating illness <laughs> such as Parkinson's disease. Uh, Parkinson does not have to be an exercise move or anything like that. It's just, you know, if, if you have an issue, if you have a challenge, it's just saying, it, it's, it's something that empowers you. It's something that makes, causes you to rise up against any challenge that you're facing. Well, I love that. And so I'm going to put a link on the screen. So what's the website address is? The website address is www.parkinstand.com. P-A-R-K-I-N-S-T-A-N-D.com. Great. We would love for you to visit our blog, go on the website, look through our Instagram page, follow us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, totally. It's, um, I remember when you called me and you told me about it. It was after the workshop. Right. You didn't tell me at the workshop. No. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But then we got to know each other, and I was exactly. so I, I was so excited about it because um, it's like, well, when are you going to release it? When are you going to do it? Isn't it funny that it was at a conceptual stage at the time of the workshop, and now it's actually it, you launched it three months afterwards. 
Right. Yeah. Right. 90 days or something. I'm actually very excited about it. I am honestly trying to raise an army of fighters. Yeah. Um, dealing with Parkinson's disease as a young mother of two, as a wife, as a daughter, as anything, as a person, is not an easy thing to do. Every day I have to wake up, I was telling you earlier, that I have to put on this attitude, like I literally have to decide that I am going to make the best of my day. It takes me three times, three, maybe even more than that, normal time, it takes, it, it takes me two to three times longer to do certain tasks than it would take a normal person. Um, I have tremors, I have to deal with people looking at me in a funny way and saying, looking at me, and I have to wonder, I have to deal with me wondering what their impression of me is because of my tremors and I have to learn to rise above that and not be impacted by that and not be bothered by what I think people's perception of me is. Right. I mean, it's hard to know what to say after hearing you say that just because what you just delivered is to me like one of the most powerful mindset attitudes that, that a person can that anyone can take you know and there's so there's your stand there's your parking stand you're taking that stand I love that you have these uh, this mission of developing an army of fighters literally that's what I want to do like I want I mean you, you don't have to be experienced you don't have to be going through Parkinson's disease it could be anything sure it could be a mental battle it could be a physical challenge it could be really anything that you want we, we all have challenges we all face obstacles in life you yeah. know i feel like people need to learn to develop an unconquerable mindset yeah against their challenges and that is exactly what i'm hoping to establish with Parkinson. well i um i know you've inspired me because i I, I feel sometimes like when I have a bad day, let's say, or I have an issue bothering me, and I let it, I allow that. Here's the deal. If I allow an issue or something to bother me, and when it's an issue I have no control over, like zero, let's say, especially if it's, especially if it's something I have no control over, after I get over that uh, crazy moment or whatever time period it is, and I look back, I think, that's the craziest thing in the world because I just gave power to something that Absolutely. I have no control over. Absolutely. Why? I mean, that's crazy. And whatever it was pales in comparison to what you're dealing with. So, like, what's wrong with me? You know. But this is also knowing you, getting to know you. Um, I, I, you actually helped me to put things in perspective. You know, I feel absolutely horrible. You have to go through this. But then again you're putting out such a great fighting spirit and you're, you're inspiring a lot of people. And so I'm one of those people. And so I want to thank you for that because I do approach some of my things differently based on what I've learned from you. And it's very, you're very inspiring. I really appreciate it. Um, so you definitely have to check out parkinstand.com. Yep. Parkinson.com. Go there, check it out, visit. Um, you have the your, your personal Instagram. You also have Parkinson, just the way yes. it sounds, so the way she spelled it. So on Instagram, right, and Facebook, and Facebook, right. So go there, visit, follow, share, and so 
I have one more question I'd like to ask you. Okay. All right. Um, actually, I have two more questions. Okay. But I'm going to ask the last one first. All right. All right. So the last question is: Is there, if you were to take all this that we've talked about, all right, and all that you've been dealing with, you've had so much going on, and it's been for years, and you get your diagnosis. And now here it is. It's a reality. It's here. Um, after all that, all the things you've been doing and dealing with, do you have a particular, if there's one thing you could say as a takeaway message, what would it be? And if there's, the other question is, if there's anything more you want to say beyond the takeaway, go for it, because this platform is yours to share. But I, I am, we talked about this earlier, I'm interested to know your takeaway. I think I'll wrap the two questions into one. Sure. My life has not been easy. I don't think I have led the most difficult life. I don't think I have the most difficult challenges. Um, but I do have challenges. Some of them are visible to you right now. Sitting down here doing this interview with my hands shaking is not an easy thing for me to do. But I believe, and this is the message, I strongly believe that there is power in adversity. I believe that opportunity exists in pain. And if you're going through any type of challenge, I would like to ask that you, you dig deep down into you and try to find the power or the opportunity that exists. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're going through. But I have found through my adversity an avenue to encourage and to inspire people. And while I am not happy to have Parkinson's disease, I am grateful to have this opportunity. So the takeaway would be that there is opportunity in pain and there is power in adversity. You have to believe it first to be able to find it. Once you change your mindset and you look at your adversity through a different set of lens, then you might be able to find the power in your adversity. I don't have anything to say to follow that because that's incredible. Thank you. It's just so, it's just incredible. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. My dear friend, Had a great really time. appreciate this so much. You know, having you visiting the States is great. I'm glad you're here and I get to see you. Uh, getting to know you has been fantastic. You've inspired myself, of course, but a lot of, a lot of people out there. And I'll do everything I can to help you to reach deep and spread that word. And of course, I would like to thank all of you who are watching. Um, I know I'm, uh, I'm highly inspired right now, as always happens when, when I talk with Omatola. So be sure to check out parkinstand.com. Visit, like, share, and I really appreciate you joining us. Subscribe to my blog, please. Absolutely. She's a great writer. Thank so you've got to read her stuff. There's a lot of power in that, too. So thank you again. Thank you, Carl. Thank you for watching, and have a fantastic day.